You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, welcome back to the Emeryland podcast. Yep, I just went ahead and called it the Emeryland podcast instead of break it down. How sad. Not really. I'll do some, we'll we just break it down at some point or some other way. But like I said, for now, this podcast is going to be called the Emeryland podcast. I may tweak the art, may tweak the name, but that's just, that'll just be my prerogative. But we'll do what we've always been doing here, which is talking about Emery's music, breaking it down. And uh, at the moment, we're doing a bit of old storytelling just to experiment with that and figure out if we can figure out a format and do something fun to uh, really celebrate the, <laughs> the fact that our band's been around for so long and uh, try to remember our old stories. And uh, it, again, I've said this on all the intros, but it is so fascinating to think back through your own past, and I recommend other people do this, and you can kind of follow the nostalgia clues and what's interesting and see when you say it back to yourself what you were like and what you were up to at that time and what you thought, and then combine that with your current you know, self and what you know about the world, and then think a little bit about the future, you're having a pretty profound experience there, um, or at least personally, and I'm designing this for myself, and I hope it's a good model for other people and people get stuff out of uh, hearing Emory stories. You know, I, I do think that's that's a side effect almost from it. And I do want, uh, I want to rally the Emory community, people that are interested, and a good way we're going to do that is we got a Facebook group for Emory now, and it's free and it's open to anybody. So, that's a good way to relate. It's just become really popular and, and easy to do, and it's one of the best things Facebook does. I think Facebook sucks. I think Facebook is evil. <laughs> I think they, uh, you know, in general terms, I think there's a lot of real danger there. But the Facebook groups, we use one for the Bad Christian Club, and I'm in some other Facebook groups, and I find them to be just as healthy as the members of, of that group are. I don't feel that the algorithms mess with that in in a way that seems unhealthy. And as long as the people that enter into some Facebook group and they check into that, and it's, it's so much better than the public interactions where of just to the random people. So I'd like to cultivate that a little bit for Emory. I find it easier and easier to interact uh, that way. And then, of course, in Emory land, we have the private Discord server, and that's where all the media and the music and the EP, all that kind of stuff is. Uh, having a good time. This model seems to be working really well. This podcast will support it. The Facebook group will support it. Um, try to make as much stuff as we can free because, why, I mean, that wouldn't that be the goal? Maybe one day we won't have to worry about money at all. We can make everything free just based on what people are interested in and care about and have passion for. It sounds so fun, doesn't it? Okay. Well, I sound a bit manic right now, so I'm going to settle down and I'm going to see if we can get Toby and Devin to remember our past. So we'll <laughs> we'll settle in here. I, I know there's a lot of, uh, I wonder what that was. Do you remember? You know, I know we're doing a lot of that now, but getting it worked out having a blast doing it. Thank you guys for supporting independent music, podcasts, new forms of media. There's always going to be more to do, and this, is, this has been a blast that we get to do this kind of thing for a career. So I do want to say thank you. Okay, let's go. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh.
All right, welcome back, everybody. You know what I wanted to include last week that we didn't get to include is something that I think is important to archive and fun to talk about. Uh, and it's in the same timeline, but we may be going back just a few months. In the time leading up to do Emory, right at the same time that we were, in fact, I know it was the exact same time that we were recording The Secret. So that's the tie-in because I had this Roland uh, eight-channel board. We didn't even talk about that. But remember, I had this Roland digital thing. It took zip disk. Yeah. Y'all remember the zip disk and, the, and the, to do the eight tracks, you could you could get a song, depending on the recording quality you'd set, you could get a song to be like four and a half minutes long. Or or uh, and then the zip disc would run out. You couldn't even record longer songs yeah. than that. We're just learning yeah. multi track recording in the living room, kind of thing. I remember that. I remember using it. Yeah, and and so yeah. that was the time right then when it was just all of a sudden we'd been practicing music and learning things. There was some new technology, and we said maybe we could record ourselves. And I was kind of focused on that. I'd had a four track recorder or something like that, and I was just trying to learn how to record. But it was so far off from like having a being able to look at a website or ever go to a studio or no, it wasn't anything like that. I just had the recorder and read a book yeah. and was just obsessed with trying to figure out how to capture a sound. Cause it, you know, it, it just had gotten to that point where we could do stuff. And so our favorite album, I guess then was Pinkerton by Weezer, which I still think is yeah. maybe the most overall important album for the, for something. What do you think? Where do you think Pinkerton is? I mean, it's, kind of the quintessential uh for what i call emo like it's way it's way fundamental yeah. to the whole scene right yeah i don't know if i mean, I mean if that's when did pinkerton well come out but i think it's pretty obvious it was 96 or something like that 95 or 96 it's probably the first album i remember listening to that i thought man this you know rivers is like his lyrics are super specific. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. There's yeah. a better way to describe that, but I remember thinking specific as in like detailed ideas that you could envision, like what exactly the person he was talking about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this little Asian girl that he was talking about across the sea or, you know, stuff like that, that I was like, Oh wait, this is like really intimate lyrics or something. Mm-hmm. And I never, I don't think I ever felt that way before. Like even with, um, the Foo Fighters, "Color in the Shape," which was one of my favorite albums. It was more, there were good lyrics, but it was more like general, like generic feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think it pretty much underpins a lot of our contemporary bands' stuff. I mean, the post, just yeah, the whole thing is is seems like it's an important album. But it was important to us at the time. It was one of our favorite albums, and. I had gotten a keyboard and could never make a keyboard sound good. And then one day I thought, oh, yeah, maybe it's a distortion pedal. I got that idea from somewhere or saw it somewhere and put the keyboard to a distortion pedal. And then all of a sudden it sounded like a real keyboard you'd hear, like Weezer or something. And so I said, well, why don't we try to record Pinkerton just to record it? And so we just did it for a project, took the whole that whole record, and we'd play it in multi-track one at a time. And then we had a bunch of community of people, like we were talking about in the songwriting competition before. We had a bunch of music friends in college. And we said, I said, well, I'll try to record, recreate this whole album and then let different people from different bands or friends we know sing one on each song. 
And so that was the, uh, and I don't have it to play right now, but I'll look for it. If I can, I'll put some of it in this podcast, but I'll put it in Emory land if we can get the files for it, if somebody can find it. I don't even know if I have it right now, but we spent, or I spent at least, but just weeks and weeks and weeks, I'd go through every song and we, Jevin, you did half the drums and I I did. did, I think I did half drums. Yeah. Yeah. And so we would sit down and play along with the recording on the drum set and record it. Yeah. And then we had the drum track, yeah. and we'd try to get the bass and get all the notes right and the tone right. So the whole thing was like a a, a school experiment just to see if you could make yeah. those sounds and play it and learn the parts and, and just do it. So it was loose and sloppy. The album's kind of that way anyway. So it kind of turned out pretty cool. And it was one of the first yeah. things I ever recorded without even knowing how to do it. So it was like basically our training ground to record and then by the end of that time, we're recording The Secret on the same machine with the same equipment. So that was right. when we first, this one of the first DIY things we ever did was realize, oh, you actually kind of can record. It's not that we weren't good and the recording wasn't good, but at least we could do it. And so that's how we yeah. learned to make music and track it and record it, really, is the way I see it. I mean, we weren't doing well, much that, before that. No. I mean, that would have been probably one of the only albums at that time that we probably felt that we could even get close to recording. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like l- low, pr- low production as you know, the style of it, <clears throat> yeah, everything else had to was go high. On eight tracks, uh, uh, you know, somehow. Yeah. I don't remember. How yeah. we, I, I, think I mean, you, it was awesome. I don't remember how we, I think we submixed the drums. So I don't remember. But uh, I mean, that was really cool. That I mean, because you played all the guitar and all the bass, I think, right? Yeah, a few people you wanted to do that, this all song or that, but I, I pretty much did all the tracking. And then, what songs did y'all sing? <clears throat> I sang "Tired uh, of Sex." No, you did not. That was Ashley Peoples. What song did I? I thought I sang "Tired of Sex." No, nope. you sang. You sang no sing? other one. No, yeah, no other one. You're right. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that's a good one. No, what other did I one. sing? I can't remember. Um. You sang across the sea. That's what's is two no no other one across the sea. That's what you sang. Yeah. And then when I do, do, do. no, that's that Pink Triangle. Joey sang that. Dang it! Yeah, Joey I remember it now. Um, How does across the sea start? <clears throat> it, uh, Can't think of it. You are eighteen year old girl who lives right. in small city in Japan. That's right. right? <laughs> Golly, that was so long ago. I can't remember. Um, and then I did the, uh, what's that one called? The Good Life. I sang on The Good yeah. Life. But Joey's was really funny. Joey did a good job. He did Pink Triangle. It was yeah. good. Pink Triangle. Um, did Ronnie Gunner do one? Yeah, he did the second to last one, yeah. And then we all did a yeah. bunch of fun versions of Butterfly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. We did reggae. Yeah. We did... Like a Backstreet Boys type. Yeah, and we did a, Monk. A, a Western one monk. and a, a Gregorian chant one. Yeah. Sistine Chapel <laughs> Monk. A Gregorian chant. <laughs> That's funny. So let's try to track that down. Anyway, so we did that. We do the secret. We decide to move to Seattle. Recap from last week. We tell our families and girlfriends. They all shit on us and say, you stupid. Of course you won't. Or good luck or whatever. Uh, I think that's what we covered. And... This is the you know the where we are in our state of do it yourself. What do we do now? We plan. So here we are at planning for to move to Seattle. What do you remember? We decided oh. Seattle. Have we set a date? We must have set a date there. We graduated college, so that's part of the story. Yeah. So we're starting at graduation and plans for the summer. 
I don't remember us having the date at the beginning of the summer. I, I think we all had decided, because you still had college you had to do. It was a pottery class or something. Yeah, like I had that. a ceramics class to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I don't think at that point, because what we had decided was we all, we'd take the summer, you'd finish school, and we'd try, try to save up money to move some, to mm-hmm. Seattle. But we said fall, so, like we said September. Like yeah, yeah. We yeah. were going to do so, late yeah, September, yeah, go to, to yeah, whatever. yeah. So we, so it was probably June, July, and August. We stayed, you know, for the summer and worked. I ended up working at Matt's dad's grading business, and it was so hot just <laughs> that, in parking yeah. lots. Wait, that was, is that the summer you work, were beating rebarb? You worked for a one week. I can't remember. I but I was. I mean, you. My dad had a grading business where it's like yeah. dirt moving with bulldozers and scraper pans and stuff like that, and I would work. In the engineering and the right co- computer the estimator and the, the air conditioning kind of stuff, and then Toby got right. a job as laborer out on the dirt. Working <laughs> <laughs> with my dad. Yeah, yeah, I you did just, like rebarb, didn't y'all? Oh summer? yeah, I would just pull the they'd they'd pull up the uh, concrete stops in the parking spots, and there would be two pieces of rebar. And my job in a giant high, <laughs> Riverside High School parking lot was to knock all the rebar into the ground. <laughs> So I just had a sledgehammer and just had to hit and that's rebar. Hard. Oh, oh, yeah. And I just knocked it in. Oh, gosh. And then, I mean, it was so hot. I couldn't even eat lunch. Like, y'all ever, like, you know, you get outside and you're just, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I, so I, I'm not even going to eat. Which, it, it feels strange. I was yeah. like, what's wrong with me? Am I, something wrong with me? Because I couldn't eat, but I was working hard. I was like, I feel like I, I have to have the fuel. But anyway, I lost like 20 pounds that summer before we left. I gained it back. But um, was that, yeah. how do you rank that as jobs you've had? It was. I enjoyed it overall. It's I don't mind cool the, culture. Yeah. I, th- I, th- yeah. I mean, I grew up in that in those dirt. Th- I mean, not working, but just being. I've been around it my whole life. Is those blue collar workers digging ditches, running heavy equipment in the total dirt and asphalt, poor, you know, just that kind of stuff. Curb, you know, that's what I grew up totally around. And all those people <laughs> were my dad's employees, so I knew my mom and dad would talk about them. Con- infinitely like like i know all, all yeah. the people you work with i know their story and their family right and it's all such a disaster but they're who, but who was really your buddy people who was your buddy that summer toby you kept you would always do his voice billy the black guy yeah was it billy, billy. Yeah. troy <laughs> troy troy billy was dad troy. troy's dad yeah that's right yeah, yeah troy. billy and troy uh troy would <laughs> troy would come on he 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 loved the ladies and he was married, but he would he had several ladies on the side, and he would come in and go, <laughs> "I bullshit you not, amigo. Last night was crazy." <laughs> and here I said, I just dying laughing. He's so funny, and then you know, he was, I mean, honestly, probably one of the nicest guys. It's funny, like he viewed cheating as like, oh, you doing, you're working. I'm like. You know, you're getting your, you know, you're game. doing this. You're ru- you're running your own business. He looked yeah. at it like that. You know, <laughs> kind of exciting. To, it's not you know, cut corners here and there. But he didn't think anything like that. He never thought of it like cheating was bad. It was just really funny. But the the other funny part about that was besides Troy and Billy his dad. First of all, how one, about one Troy's music career? Oh yeah, <laughs> who was it? He <laughs> had once opened as a rapper. At the Greenville Memorial Auditorium for Cool yeah. Mo D <laughs> in the 80s or something. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> oh, man. And his dad, Billy, was, it's super easy to picture him. It's 100 degrees, super humid. 
And yep. his father is simply Morgan Freeman wearing a long sleeve shirt, working like all a day. Flannel yeah. shirt in Just the summer to keep, Morgan you know, to keep the sweat off. He would always wear a long sleeve oh, shirt. Man. Yeah. And he'd wear a hat oh, and man. a long sleeve shirt. And he, 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 he was very funny too. But um, that was, that was the, the only other thing that was funny was it was me. And I mean, this, I guess it doesn't, the people that were working, the, the Mexicans that were working with me, uh, they were here illegally. I was working with them. <laughs> and, and they would like constantly like get deported. It, it was crazy. Like there was like, uh, I'd probably say, I mean, so it was usually me and like four other guys and everybody else was Mexican. And only one guy uh, spoke English really well. Um, but it was crazy because they would, you know, some they, they'd be working and then, you know, somebody and they'd just be gone. And they were like, yeah, he's back in Mexico now. I was like, whoa, this is really crazy. It just, you know, and it, it was interesting to me then because it didn't seem as like scary as it does now. Like now when I think about deportation and trying to get in the country and immigration and all stuff, it seems really scary. This was, it felt like everybody, the, like the Mexican dudes that I was working with were like, oh, this is just part of it. Like you, you go back and then you see your family and stuff like that. And then you come back over and you work some more and send back money. And yeah, like, it wasn't mm -hmm. like immigration didn't seem like scary immigration and terrorism and every possible thing. It just felt like some Mexican dudes that could make more money here and they would send the money back and then eventually get called. Now, oh, okay, you got me and we're out of here. You know, well, I'm probably wrong <laughs> yeah. about how uh, I'm probably naive to how good it was, but it felt, it didn't yes feel as scary no, as today. Though. Because everybody was the same level of that. Because you'll, if you'll remember, this is early two thousand one. So the way people feel right, about all right. that stuff is is in fact about to change soon. But that was right. That was the end of the time in the pre nine eleven era. It was it, things like that did feel different. Like yeah. I think yeah, across true. the board, that is true. Yes. Anyway, the, the other thing that was was funny about it, so I were it was me and then a bunch of Mexican dudes, and they were really friendly, and we'd talk, and and they would just tell me about like how you know all the, how they got here, you know how many times they had been here, what they would do. They would come here and they would literally like live super cheap and send all their money back to their families. Um, it, it was just it was it was crazy. Like that's what they were doing. But anyway, so we all became friends, and I was trying to you know I was I thought what. See if I can make them laugh by saying like something really crazy in Spanish and acting like I didn't totally know what oh, I was Oh, yeah, you I know? remember this. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember the exact language. So I'll tell you what I said first. I went in and in Spanish I said, I, I just shit hot sausages in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about salchichas and pantalones. Salchichas in his pantalones. And I was in a group, it was like, you know, four dudes just looking at me. And I was like, hey, I think I said something like, I, I saw, heard something on TV. I wanted to read it, and y'all translate it for me. And that's what I said. I just, and then they looked at me, and we all died laughing. But yeah, I, I tried to act like I didn't know what it was, what I was saying, so they would feel bad for me. Now, anyway. one other thing important about that job that you had is that you then met uh, you, my dad's partner, Jim McMillan. Now, Jim McMillan yep. was my dad's partner, and he was into go-kart and racing and things like that so they had a bunch of like i said my dad had a bunch of heavy equipment in the shop and mechanics and they'd always have stuff like that laying around jim was into racing and he had this giant black racing trailer where you can pull a car into it and there's a like a lounge in front of that if you can imagine that if you've seen that type of trailer before and we had a little five by ten 
red trailer that we were going to take to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And then sometime in the middle of that summer, Jim gave, said, you know what, guys, why don't you take this? And he gave us that racing trailer, which I guess belonged to the company, and he was going to go buy some real – All he did, I think my dad said he did that so he could go buy a way more expensive one with the company's money or something. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he had this pretty nice thing. is this gift yeah. he gets to give us. And then my right. dad was mad because he's like, well, he's just going to go buy a way more expensive one now. <laughs> and uh, right. but So we inherited that trailer, which was terrific, because that's the, the yeah, trailer awesome. we moved to Seattle in, and then we lived in and, until – for a period of time and more than one period of time. We, now, one thing a, I can't, I don't remember is when, when, so it was really funny. Y'all surprised me with, I don't know if y'all remember that, but I was for some reason at New Spring or something. Wasn't it called New Spring Church? No, uh, whatever Springwell, it was. It took maybe. us Springwell Church. Springwell yeah. over by uh, Putt Putt Golf. It was uh, Tropical Island. Tropical Island. Island. Yeah. Tropical Island Putt Putt. That church took it over. And y'all pulled up and said, uh oh yeah and, yeah and y'all surprised me and said this is the trailer and i was like what and i was like yeah like, yeah we are taking this this is what we're gonna tour in was what we thought and everything you yeah know, or, or travel across the country which is really funny but um so at that point things were so, super yeah. real but, like yeah it was like oh, oh yeah it's on like we are going we got this yeah. trailer we're getting all the breaks you know we, we starting to have songs it's like it's all right. coming together like it, that's what it felt like at the beginning of that summer for sure but, but it was funny too i was just thinking uh that we did all the construction in that trailer too for beds. Mm -hmm. That's just crazy. I don't even remember really building that stuff. I don't know how that is. I, all I that wonder stuff, why you just, don't remember. I probably didn't do it. I probably didn't. <laughs> no, I was you probably remember. cutting up. You remember we got the e track and those e track buckets and all that. Yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. I yeah, do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's funny. I, a lot of our uh, band has been about construction, oh, like yeah. building stuff, making stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Most. a whole bunch. Anything Much we can build. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, our our first bass player Joel Green is the worst notorious builder of the heaviest thing possible. We'd say Joel make something for us, like you know a gate or something for the trailer, and it would be five thousand pounds. He'd make it out of four by fours, right? <laughs> <laughs> four by sixes. Yeah, remember we made Sturdy boxes. Man. We made boxes to stand on. Yeah. I mean, just everything. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. It will never break. That's the truth. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So we got that, and it was real, and I mean, so at this point, we've, it's, you know, I mean, fast forward through summer, we, I guess we decided we were going to leave. In my memory, where says, are you working, Devin? I worked with my family. Oh, you were just doing vinyl oh, yeah. side and sales. Yeah, 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 I just did vinyl side and construction right. all summer long. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was good money, oh. easy money. Oh, okay. So wait, yeah. Um, That's so right. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here. We got to get to that old, old Joey yeah. story, right? Okay. Yep. And Joey so, was in Charleston. So the, yeah. we were all in Greenville, and we would hang yep. out at night. Yeah. And we'd work we in the day. We would basically work all day, every day. Night. Yeah. Because, Matt, were you working at the Peach Shed? I, no, I was working for my dad, I think. Yeah. Oh. You worked for your dad. Oh, you were working you, in the office. But I was just stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing <clears throat> um, other stuff. That's right. That's right. And we would basically work all day, every day, and then go practice at your house most nights. I don't remember practicing right? a whole lot because Joey wasn't there. Well, but did, we had to we do did something some. like that. We did some. We well, we hung I out at your we house were, all the time. Yeah, yeah we I thought we out. were. Yeah, we were hanging out at Matt's house. I thought we were riding some and practicing yep. some. And but Joey would come up on the weekend. Yeah, he was going to come so, up every, yeah. uh, several weekends over the summer or something. I yeah. guess was the plan. Yeah, yeah. Because so, I remember riding. I remember riding. Um, uh, what's the dun 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 What's that song? It always depends. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we wrote that in your garage yeah, that summer. Right. I remember writing that one, and uh, 
I think we started working mm. on to whom it may concern. Yep. And yep. what we, were, we, we we came up with the part of walls that did it, 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 it. I mean, that was in that. In oh, that yeah. Yeah. That summer. So, I mean, we might not have practiced all the time, but no. Joey might have come up occasionally and yeah, I don't know. a couple of weekends is real, a few weekends, but yeah. And I'm sure we were yeah. working on stuff, but we would go out at night. Right. We would just go eat it, go get wings and I don't know, stuff like that. Yeah. It was like work. <laughs> East Court Grill. Yeah. Yeah. I probably, I probably stayed at your house a ton too, mm-hmm. if I remember, because I didn't stay much at my house back then. Um, and so Joey's yeah. in Charleston. Yeah. And then, then me and Seth went to Costa Rica, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Go my aunt lives in Costa Rica at the time she did, and Seth and I wanted to go down there and just to check it out. So we had I don't know how we did it or what exactly, but we just went down there, and I think it was just plane tickets, and we could stay with my aunt, and everything's pretty cheap down there. So we were able to go do that, and you guys stayed and worked, right? And that's this is yep. like what what point in the summer is that? Right in the middle, probably. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't think you guys went to Costa Rica early that summer. It was like in the middle of that no, summer. Like so July, we're doing that. In the and then Devin and Toby were still hanging out some that week while I was gone. What what yeah. all, what happened while I was gone? All right. So the way I remember it is Joey came up once to practice. Everything was cool. And then he came up a second time to practice. And I, and I don't know if it's my mind's been influenced now or what, but the way I remember it is I did think he was a little weird or aloof or something that second <laughs> yeah. practice. You know what I mean? Like how he how he gets sometimes. And so Joey and I, just a little just serious context for anybody that doesn't know. Joey Svensson's the reason we started Emory. He he's like, Hey, why don't we make a band for real? And the best people we could get would be Matt and Devin. Let's see if they'll go with us. Y'all said yes. Uh, you know, Joey is sometimes uh, over focused on details and he's planning this and thinking this and he's going to raise this much money with his job and have this much to move out there with first like i said first practice fun we're hanging out joey's my best friend and uh then the second time he's a little loop but i was like ah well you know whatever and then uh so well, you thought something it, was off yeah i thought maybe yeah it right. was, like i said he was just kind of being aloof a little distant but i didn't I think anything. as soon as practice was over he's like see ya and let, yeah, I gotta like, go. It was like nine oh, o'clock yeah. at night after a practice that he drove from Charleston for, and after right. practice he was like had to go. I thought that was bizarre. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember something right. like that. Yeah, you're totally right. And so uh, he leaves, and then I'm assuming you must have left. That was Joe was up there for the weekend. I think that you must have left like on Monday or something, mm-hmm. or you know, with, within the next week or two, mm-hmm. I believe. And so you you go, and uh, there's nobody to hang out with. I mean Greer staying in my dad's house uh nobody to hang out with except for Devin. and this is a story for infamy but i think this is when it happened it is, right yeah. this is all this happened so <laughs> Devin, i was like hey Devin, what, what are we doing tonight my friend my brother my man matt's gone joey's weird. matt's gone <laughs> seth's gone joey joey left you know a few days ago or whatever my man Devin, what are we doing tonight? He's like, you know, he says, you know what? I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stay in tonight. I was like, stay in. <laughs> oh man, what are you talking about? Stay in. And uh, so Devin stayed in. Everything's fine. I find out. Uh, I think the next day or the next uh, this day, Devin I think did I just not stay in. To you, he, yeah, so. he Devin had lied to me. He was not planning to stay in. He was going in, going out to hang out with some lady. Yeah. Was it Stephanie? Is that who? It yeah. Was? Yeah. 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 So Devin totally chose 
hoes over bros. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you were, and, I mean, and Toby and was, so, so and I'm when even Toby was already now. low, that's the thing that I was hurt all, the most. Okay. Toby was already I was low, then you hit Matt, the circumstance. Matt, Matt, and everybody's gone, all this stuff, you know, and then Devin does this to me. Then I would say it had to be, I mean, it was while you were gone. So it was probably like the next day or the next. Um, my dad said, hey, here's a letter for you. <laughs> it came in the mail. It's like, <laughs> it was like 5 p.m. Oh, no, no. So it happened the same day. It did? No. No, it couldn't have. Wasn't the same day, I don't think. But. No, because we talked well, that evening Well, whatever it was, okay, well, whatever it was, I still, Devin still couldn't hang out. Matt and Seth were still gone because mm. Dad says, okay. there's a letter in the mail from you. And I, and I looked at it and it said, Joey Svensson to Toby Morrell. And you're thinking like, a joke or something, right? I was like, yeah. I was. I thought, what is what is this? Maybe he, maybe I left something and he got it out of his car or what is this? It's just, you know, maybe he's just sending some funny letter or something. You know how Joey is quirky. Now, at this and, time, uh, remember, is Matt, Devin, Toby, and Joey are going to, going to move Seattle. across the country, change their yeah. whole life, do everything. This is Joey's idea. There's only right. four of us to right. go make a band and try to do it for real. Yeah. Joel Green yeah. was not in the band. He was in a blues yeah. band. Yeah, he was going to come with tag a, With a friend from, with, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit, with a blues band. <laughs> I think we said it last time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, maybe we did. Well, we'll say it again here in a minute. Yeah. Um, so I open up the letter and it's just notebook paper and a bunch of words. And I was like, okay, maybe Joey's about to tell me how, you know, he needs to tell him how much you, he loves you and how much do you love him? <laughs> all that stuff. It says, uh, I'm going to have to paraphrase here or just misremember a little bit, but basically the, the essential information was Toby, I, don't know why, but I know I can't be in this band. I feel like God is telling me that to go to Seattle with y'all and be in this band is the wrong thing to do. Um, I am really sorry. You know, everything, our friendship means a lot to me. All this, I hope you know that, da, 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 um, you know, how much I care about you and the guys and I wish you all the success and, you know, <laughs> I know you're going to do it and all this stuff, but I can't go. Um, I am going north. Uh, I would. Tr- no, need he didn't time. say that. You didn't get That's that until his mom oh, told you. Oh shit! Well, he t- okay. No, 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 no. She said that, but I promise. In the letter, it also said because he didn't know where he was going north. Yeah. He did say, "I'm gonna, I'm going to go north." And I th- no, maybe you're right. Maybe uh, either way, it was a vague enough letter that you didn't know what was going on. Yes, no, 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 you're right. I didn't know what was going on. I try to call him. Uh, no, oh yeah. So my immediate reaction is call Joey, talk to him on the phone. That's when I found out. I call him and I'm talking to his Meaning mom. Meaning you had to call his parents' house because yes, he didn't yeah, know his parents. Yeah, of course. there was no right. cell phones or anything. Called the and landline. You mean, like you read the letter immediately and thought, "Oh shit, I got to talk to him. I got to catch like, him." Yeah, I got to gotta talk him out, him out of, of this. He's, yeah, he's just you know he's he's not understanding what's going on here. He's just feeling scared to move or he's got the jitters or whatever. Uh, I'll talk him out of this. No big deal. Call him. Uh, his mom answers the phone and goes, "I said, hey, can I speak to Joey?" And she said. Joey's not here, Toby. And uh, I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, this is when she said the iconic line for her. She goes, he's gone north. That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> and basically, she went on to say that Joey uh, had left super early in the morning before anybody was awake, I think. And they, or they he just left thought them he was, a letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and so yeah. he took off. And then after, so he, whatever, however he left, they didn't see the letter till like an hour or two later. They saw the letter, and then she, Joey told them that he was just going to have to go. He didn't know. 
He was all busted up about uh, his now wife, Priscilla. They weren't together. They time part. She was in Iowa. He was in Charleston. And so he just drove all the way to Boston because um, he just thought Boston was cool. And his maybe brother he could was get up a, there. And maybe he could get a teacher job up there, too. Yeah, his brother yeah, was Jared, on vacation up there or something. And he just, or yeah, something. yeah. I think you're right. But he left yeah. a note to his parents and said, I'm gone. I've gone. And yeah. he, all he said was, I've gone north to his yeah. parents because he didn't know where he was going. He just right. was in some mental space where he said, I got to. I got to go. The world's closing in on me. My girl, something. I can't join this band. I can't take it anymore. I don't know what he was thinking to this day. Or God told him, I guess. And he sent you that letter and then left a letter on his bed for his parents and didn't give them any hints. And then they got a letter from their son who says, I've gone north. That's all. I mean, it had more details in it, but didn't say where he was going or what he was going to do. And he actually thought he might just stay there. And get yeah. a job. <laughs> I mean, he he ran away from home. He, yeah, yeah, he just took off. He graduated he from college, away. went home for a summer job, and then ran away from home. <laughs> <laughs> now, Toby, what did you do okay. after that phone call? So, for whatever reason, Devin, it, maybe he was maybe you did have something planned or whatever, but uh, I couldn't even hardly talk to anybody. Before. Maybe you were on vacation or something. Nobody well, was. I, yeah. I think you were just trying to process the whole thing. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like just you because Joe is your best friend maybe. Yeah. But I feel like I, I would know. have called you remember. or something because here's what ended up happening. I promise you, I remember it to this day. I had a, a Hunter Green Mercury Sable that I loved and no <laughs> one was around. And this is Greer, South Carolina, 2001. And I just got in my Mercury Sable and rode around Greer by myself <laughs> crying <laughs> uh, different points of the drive i would just be crying and i couldn't i mean there was no getting a hold of joey i couldn't call him and for matt and seth are out of, out of the country and you for whatever yeah. reason there was just and i mean i didn't have a cell phone anyway so once i left right. the house there's no like i'm not stopping at a you know pay phone to call, yeah, yeah. call or something so I just remember I rode around for like an hour or two and there was nowhere to go and I felt so empty. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just at my dad's house and there's nothing to do and this whole it's thing gonna is fall apart. gone. Yeah, yeah you thought no, it was gone. Jo- Joey's out. So what happens? Am I stupid? Does that mean I'm supposed to, I should quit too? Is this dumb? Wait a minute. Well, Joey said God told him to do it. Why would God tell him to run away from us and run away from everything or whatever? And I, I really, in that moment, felt really lost. I was like, oh, I'm going to, live in my dad's house now and get a job in Greer. That's, that's a real possibility. Like, I'll find a teaching job. I got my degree in elementary education. I'll be a teacher for a little bit, live in dad's upstairs. You know, my old room is a childhood room, save some money. And I'll, I'll live in Greer. Cause where else am I going to go? You what know, else, I mean, yeah. Yeah, what yeah, else is there? And, and it's funny too. Like now I do think about it. Like we took that chance. If we wouldn't have moved to Seattle, I don't know if I'd ever moved anywhere. Like, it's really, when I think back on it, like, I would have settled and go, oh, well, Greer's as good as any place. I know it. And that way I can hang out with some old friends or whatever. Maybe I'd have gone back to Rock Hill, but a lot of people had left. And so I don't know if I would, There, I don't think there's another place I would have lived outside of Greer if we didn't move to Seattle. I think I would have stayed 100% there. How depressing that would be if you spent the rest of your life like in the Greer, Charlotte area. 
Oh yeah, that's where I'm. <laughs> I'm moving to Charlotte. <laughs> I probably would have moved to Charlotte. I know that. <laughs> but but it was point, a low point. You, the point is very well taken. That you know you have to have an escape velocity. It kind of reminds me of the workout challenge thing. If everybody does it together, you have a chance of maybe doing something. Like if everybody will get together and try for right. something crazy, maybe you'll have escape velocity. Yeah. But if if you just stayed and then this fell apart and then well I got this kind of gig and Devin met this girl, it just it goes away. Right. Like, it evaporates. And that's what my dad had said. He said, Oh, somebody's gonna quit and it'll fall apart. He said that at the beginning of the summer. Wow. Guess who he was, was right. fucking wrong? Dad. <laughs> Not right as you thought, Dad. He was right. I'll show though. you dad but, but it didn't fall it didn't fall apart. I can't remember how long after that was it until we actually talked to Joey, until you talked to Joey? Do you remember? I, th- I believe it was after I talked to his mom and everything, I think once he got to Boston or whatever for a day, he called them, and then I called her again, and she said, he's in Boston. Uh, he says he's going to blah, blah, blah. And then it immediately changed later to you know him and Priscilla talked. He drove from Boston 21 hours straight to Iowa, they, they, yeah. they, to Iowa from Boston to Iowa. And then uh, they decided like get married right there. So and so <laughs> yeah, he still but then, believes. Yeah, but then you talk to Joey sometime, like you know. I'm I don't think to... it was soup. I don't think it was like forever later. It was probably I'm a hey, couple weeks I later. Think we talked one time and then didn't talk again until like we were in Seattle official, right? I mean, yeah, it, maybe. I mean, I'm trying I to remember. remember. I, I I remember you having a discussion with him or something, and you just gave it to him and. Then he kind of told you the Priscilla stuff too, but I don't remember yeah. when that was. I'm having a hard time because I do. <laughs> I don't know what oh yeah, I mean. definitely had a fight call with him. You're for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, I yeah, would I imagine call, yeah. you did. Yeah, but but here's the part I'm way foggy on, and I don't know what if it is as significant that I'm foggy on it because I seem to remember a bunch of the other details. I have no recollection of being told that Joey was leaving, or it being any. It didn't feel, I don't remember it feeling like a big deal to me at all. I don't even remember, remember it. Like I see your point of view on that, but to me, I just remember, okay, well, it's whatever. Just jump, made Joel play bass. Like, I don't remember. I, do you remember think, telling me? I don't remember deliberating I, about what to do. I don't ever remember it feeling sketchy on my end. Well, I, I think I remember, yeah. yeah, I think I remember, I don't. I don't think I knew before you guys knew or something. I think I think what happened was you guys got back in town and then we got together at your house. Yeah. And I think Toby told me and you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe Seth was yeah, there, whoever sounds was there. Right. And and we were like I think it was like, Oh my gosh. And then we just kinda talked through it, I think. Yeah, it would have been. I, I don't it had remember to real specifically, like but we just probably went. But kind I don't. Of straight I don't remember Toby solving. telling me. Yeah, I don't remember Toby telling me while you were out of town, and then him telling you. I think it was all together, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. I can't remember. And Toby, yeah, yeah, I don't remember it being devastating or anything. Mm-mm. I just remember thinking, well, what are we gonna do? Yeah, and I think that's pretty cool. That like that moment now in retrospect is cool. Like I, it sounds familiar. Like well we've got a huge fucking problem. And like, we've been in that situation. (laughs) How many times since? Like a hundred more of those. And when they happen, you just go, okay, well, hmm, what if we rent a truck and then just start spinning the gears is what, is that, was that not have been how it went? I think for y'all, I think for y'all, cause y'all can process things like that. We weren't attached to Joey in the way that you were like 
You're like, right. It was right. us two and you two in a way. At and that y'all, time. I don't y'all. I mean, Joey wasn't a good bass player, so y'all might have oh, even yeah. rec- <laughs> that recognized might have been that why it was subtly. So not, not a big deal to me. Wasn't <laughs> right. He, bass, I don't think. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been. Sense. A, I mean, Joey being our bass player would have been. It. I don't even just <laughs> music wise. I don't know if he would have been able to get good enough at bass to play with yeah. us. I don't. No. I mean, I he, he would have tried, but I just don't know if he could have. But I think from my standpoint, I was like, well. What is my life? It's turned to shit right now. Matt's in Costa Rica, <laughs> living it up. Devin's with a beautiful young lady. I was in my mind. I thought, well, I mean, easily. I mean, think think back to two thousand one. I thought every a lot of people did. Your own family did that. You would take over your dad's business, Matt. You know what I mean? Like that was a. a I didn't ever think it. There, I know you never thought it, but I, I think, think a my lot dad of people knew did it too. So and, everybody and, else thought it, but me and my dad is pretty clear yeah. on it. Not. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying everybody else thought that would be the thing to do because that's what sons do in Greer, South Carolina, and maybe anywhere. So I thought, well, Matt, if Joe, if this affects that, what if Matt said, well, I could end up working with my dad and Devin, you know, uh, beautiful young man that he was, could, you know, start dating, fall in love. He, he'll find a job somewhere and do something. I was like, maybe this this could be it. So, but when y'all, yeah, didn't seem to, you're like, oh, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. You know, oh, did Joey quit? Uh, it, it, I, I feel like I remember us talking about it and everybody dying laughing and, it, you know, just the absurdity of it. I, yeah, and then probably. When y'all were cool like, with it, well, I think it made me cool a little it, bit better. It might yeah. have been like, well, if Joel can play bass, I'm sure he's going to be way better anyway. Let's try that. Well, like, Joel wasn't going then, though. Remember, no, Joey no, told Greer. Into it or what? I don't know. Yeah. 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 We started talking I, when I think when Joey quit, Joel thought, "Oh well, I could I could actually be in the band. Then I could play bass because mm-hmm. we wouldn't have used Joel. Joel's a blues guitar player, and I don't think he him playing guitar would have worked with us. But him playing bass did, and so I think we started <clears throat> juicing him up and all that stuff. And then he said, "I'm going to go mm-hmm. too," but yeah, he was still I think in his we, band. I think when we were talking about Joey quitting. I think we just said, well, is there anybody else or something? We were just trying to think through all these ideas, and they said, well, maybe. I think we said, well, maybe Joel, maybe he'd be he'd want to go. Yeah. And I think we basically talked to him about it. He's easy to talk into stuff. And we just talked him into it. Yeah. And now this is a funny story as well. Yeah. So (laughs) that we'll get into a little bit later, I guess. But so he said yes. So Joel's like, yeah, I'll play bass. Oh, because he and was then in we a were band like, already. "Oh, cool! Yeah, he was yeah. in a band. Yeah, he, what was the name and, of his band? <laughs> Blue. Uh, it was Oogie Brown. Oogie Brown. D- Double Deuce Blues Band. Double Deuce. Double Deuce. Oogie Brown. They Oogie once Brown. wanted to change their name to Greer Doppler, but canceled that. Yeah, <laughs> and went back to Oogie Brown. But they were relatively band. serious in a sense of like they played shows every weekend or two, and they, you know, what right. I mean, like yeah. paying gigs around town. So they it were was trying blues, to be nothing serious. like emo. No, no, it was no. just a blues bar band, yeah. So we right. talked Joel into it shortly after, I guess. Yeah. And then we're we're trying, so we're getting closer to moving. Mm-hmm. So we're we're probably what a month away. Yeah. So now we're looking yeah. at setting a September date, and what do we set? I, I believe think early it September. Was, I, I thought it was September second. I wonder if I could look back. Yeah. What day that was? It was I, something like we that. were supposed what? to leave. Yeah. Or okay. Seven. So yeah. So also, I remember at that time, so at this time, a bunch of things click together. It goes from being, there's three of us maybe, and it's going to fall apart to, uh, or it might have been planned already, but Seth was interested to come out to Seattle just to make the trip, but he was he just had a serious trip. girlfriend yeah. back here in South Carolina. 
So yeah. Seth was going to drive out, never was going to play in the band or anything like that, just was going to drive out with us and then fly back so he could just make the trip. He'd never been out west. He thought it'd be fun. He's mine and Deb's best friend. So we just, yeah, he had a serious girlfriend. He was going to stay. That's fine. And uh, so he, he gets on board. And now we've got Joel on board with Joey quitting. And then we add a very wild card. A Kevin Baldwin to the mix. Oh, yeah. So who so is Kevin, Kevin Baldwin? So Kevin Baldwin was one of my best friends in high school. He, yep. he had a twin brother named MJ. And I can't remember, I think, okay, so so going back a little bit, Kevin and MJ, it, they went to Winthrop 2 for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So when my freshman year, they both went there. Basically, it's because we all just went to school together, I guess. And Kevin flunked out pretty quick. I mean, like right away. He's and, from down uh, the street from and, me and Devin. He lives right in blue, you know. Yeah, right yeah. By he lived right blue. there. And yeah, so he flunked out really quick, got depressed and and struggled with a lot of that. MJ did too, but MJ recovered and went back to school and graduated and got married to a girl he met there and all that stuff. And Kevin never really recovered very well. And so he was just having a really rough time for the couple years prior to this. And basically he just said can I go? There's a little bit more of yeah. a conflict going on in his life that he was escaping, though, if you Okay, recall. remind me of it. Remind me. He was in love with yeah. a very uh, a underage girl. Well, was that already happening? Yeah, that's what he was getting no, it away already from. already happened. Like, this is a disaster. Oh. So he yeah. had a girlfriend oh, right. in Tennessee right. that he met who was still in high school, yeah. and it was, you know, so I think he, was he basically was with, their, with, with her mom, and that was yeah. a, a bad situation. And I so, think he even got in trouble for like, like statutory. No, I don't think it was anything like situation. That. It, was it was something that close to that for sure. I, I well, because they were together, and she was like lines. fifteen. Yeah, it was. Getting yeah, it was crazy. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, it was a yeah, volatile right. situation. I couldn't remember when that happened. So yeah. 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 So he thought that was happening. Yes. So it was like, well, if I get go to Seattle, here. that'll just end this situation. Like that'd be the easiest ways to get that far away. I think is what he was thinking. So right. He thought he he's could like, can I go with you guys? And I don't remember who said it. They're like. Can I, can, I roll, can I roll with you guys to Seattle? Was like, Pick him up. Yeah, let's go. Pick him up. He said, I got a car. Yeah. So he drove a car. Uh, we he had a racing car. trailer. I drove my and car. I, I had a Yukon and we pulled the I racing trailer. I drove my trailer, car too. And your car was the Honda Accord. Yeah. And then we had yeah. Kevin's so we had Buick three. Regatta, which is a goofy car. Yeah, we had yeah. a three car yeah, caravan. Weird car. <laughs> Two seater. It's a bizarre car if you know the Buick seater. Regatta. It's awesome. But Kevin had one of those somehow. It and, might have been um, three seater. Seth could sit in the back, but yeah. And so so then we're now we're jamming it up. Here we go. We're gonna go with yep. September. So we're getting ready to leave. But then yep. Toby, the old uh, romancer himself, yes. so comes that's across. Some, uh, what so, do we do? So we check it out. Money. I, what? We had enough money, like we were feeling good about yeah. that. I remember thinking yeah. we were all saving like three or four hundred. Well, bucks, you know, right? we had hundreds yeah. of yeah. dollars. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we we also made a, a decent amount at our car wash. Do you remember that? Yeah, we did a car wash. <laughs> a car wash. <laughs> we put on a car wash oh at that church Springwell. We asked Springwell, them, "Can we do yeah. a car wash?" Because we're, we're a Christian band trying to raise money to move to Seattle, and like the way we <laughs> sold it, then they're like, "Yeah, sure, or whatever." So we just would wave people that. in to do the we car wash. I think bucks. we made like, yeah. I, th- I, I, I mean, we probably made at least a hundred. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, we were. I mean, we were all and saving our money, and we weren't really spending much. I mean, when we say go out, we would, you know, we don't. We one person would get a coffee at the coffee shop, coffee underground, or whatever. You know, right. we didn't. We didn't really spend much money at all. 
Now, Maybe some on gas. That's about it. We also need to s- try to recall the planning for the trip. So, I mean, all we had was a date, and we said we were going to take a week to get there. And we would argue about yeah. where we we just open up a map and say, what if we go here? What if we stop here? What if we go to see Yellowstone? What, you know, we argued about that kind of stuff. But we didn't have anywhere to be or go. And we were heading west, so we just kind of... Right. I remember having a bunch of yeah. arguments about, like, how are we going to get there? What's the method? Will we follow each other? Where will we sleep? Like, we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't ha- right. have any clue what, what it would be. We just hit the road. Well, luckily, we had built the bunks. Yeah. And we knew we were going to we were gonna do all campgrounds. Remember, we did, like, yep. uh, Yogi, what they call Yogi Bear? Jelly, jelly Stone. Yeah, jelly Stone. A lot of the Jelly Stone campgrounds. And, uh, yeah, I remember looking at the map, trying to figure it out. We just thought about landmarks. We wanted to see Yellowstone, the Badlands, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, wanted to see some cities. But the only real city we we were able to go through, like the big one, was Chicago, right? Yeah, so we were just that planning we stuff to? like yeah. that. But we kind of like access on our way. Figuring all yeah. that kind of stuff out and just hanging out the rest of the summer. It's like, all right. It, wasn't, it was weird because there wasn't a ton of plans to make. Yeah. If you think about today, you no, make plans with computers and stuff. We, we didn't look up mileages or campground. I mean, it wasn't to look up. You just, well, you, I mean, all you can do is do it like, in real time. It's so. like planning a vacation. You're like, oh, yeah, let's go here. Let's go yeah. here. It's not like we weren't we weren't even – there was no way to even look for an apartment. Right. We, we was like, well, when we get there, we can look you for an apartment, I guess. But what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like you couldn't look for an apartment until you got there. Right. It's right. like, okay, well, I guess we'll, we'll just find one. We'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. Right. I mean, if, yeah, so, if yeah. anything happened, well, you figured out yourself. You get to some landline to call. But that didn't it. seem yeah. weird. That's just right. all you would do. No. That's what people would You're do. You're right. It didn't seem sc- as scary. Now, now, if I left the house without my phone and had to go to somewhere in Nashville, I would don't know what I would do. And we've already <laughs> seen in this episode, Joey moved randomly north with no plan or communication, and we moved west with no plan. <laughs> Right, <laughs> just that's how you, if you wanted to move, that's what you'd do. You'd go with the, to the place. That's cool. Yeah. So every we got now we lost Joey, but now we have Joel, who will be a good bass player. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I right. thought that that's an interesting yeah. trade there too. And Joel is my oldest friend, so Joey, who I would say is, was my best friend at that that moment, uh, was replaced by Joel, my oldest friend, who was my b- best friend in high school. So uh, that's that's kind of crazy. And also, so me and Devin yes, were your so, least friends. Yeah. At that time. Yeah, I mean, I was closer to Joel and Joey, I think. I mean, I I was still, I mean, it wasn't that I was the outsider. Matt, you and I hung out a good bit, and Devin and I hung out a bit. And then, yeah, I mean, it was, but y'all, y'all were always, you know, y'all had the a, lo- a lot mm-hmm. more history with like Ronnie mm-hmm. and Seth and Robert, all those guys. Right. Um, and so I did feel like the new guy in that group. So hanging out with y'all was fun. Hang out with everybody was fun, but I, I definitely felt like I was on the outside. And now Joey had gone, so when Joel decided to join, I was like, "Oh, this is a little bit more stability." Even though Joel and I, you know, would argue or whatever, Joel ended up being for us uh, wasn't the best. But one thing that I wanted to say was really funny. So yes, Matt and I dated best friends. So yeah, I mean, I did feel really close to y'all. I had, I can't say that I'd felt on the outside with I you and Devin at, at that point because now thinking back to how much like <laughs> our our girlfriends were best friends. Yeah. And uh, right. we yeah. saw all that, and and we were so all three of us were around each other all the time, the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I still felt new to the group. Um, and but so I we broke up with our girlfriends because they were moving to Wilmington to start trying to get into film. They were, you know, uh, uh, what is it? What, do you, what was their major? Theater acting theater. theater. Um, yeah. so theater majors, and so we broke up with them. 
I we went out one night in Greenville, ended up at some whatever that bar was, and there was some uh there was about six ladies around. They were it almost looked seemed like a bachelorette party, but it was just six friends, and one of them came up and kissed me on the cheek. And uh I was like, "Oh, well that's never happened in my whole <laughs> life." So, of course I started talking to her and it ended up they had bet her she had to kiss she lost a bet or something had to kiss somebody in the room and so she picked me out out of everybody and I was like oh that's kind of cool that was a, what uh, that felt like the best compliment I'd ever gotten in my fucking not, life not without consent it didn't <laughs> yeah uh, yeah she yeah well, that's true she did not ask my consent anyway she was really cool she was a little bit older and different and and like uh, just a She's really a strong personality and just like smarter than me and I got and you know just all got it was a real turn on. And uh, so we, it got it got hot and heavy with her immediately, right? And this is one month before we're to leave to go to Seattle. And I told her that even the first night, but we kept seeing each other, kept seeing each other. So our plan at this point was September 2nd, but I just looked it up, and this is crazy. Uh, for whatever reason, it was September 2nd, and somebody had something on the weekend or whatever. But uh, so we left on September 11th, Exactly. And I looked it up and those days line up. So it was Sunday. We were supposed to leave Sunday, September 2nd. And then it's the, uh, to the 11th was nine days or whatever. So it ended up being, we, for some reason we stayed nine more days and then. Yeah. You came and on, you came and asked, you're like, Hey, look, I've got this thing. This girl's going to be around. I really, I don't have a place. It was something yeah. about you not having a place to stay. And you, you had a place to stay with her or something. Yeah, you had maybe to, that you was moved what out it of was. your dad's or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was sleep, yeah I was staying in an apartment or something like that. And they said, no do sex. you mind if we change the date? Well, let's move it to I don't know September. Yeah. How about eleven? Let's go on the eleventh. Yeah, and I think yeah, it was something like that though. Like maybe somebody said, oh, that weekend, then that next weekend. So we ended up being Tuesday for whatever reason. I don't know exactly why, but it was Tuesday, and. Um, which is September 11th, and that's why I always remember that. I always remember that September 11th was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but, you know, just because I, cause it meant so much to me that we were leaving on a Tuesday or whatever. Anyway, I just want to put that in there. I thought that was interesting. Like, I always remembered that. I, I, like, my brain doesn't work well, but I remembered September 2nd for some reason. I don't remember why we ended up staying until two, the next Tuesday, not a week later. Anyway, so, yeah, now we're all ready to go. So it's and, all set. We've yeah. got six people. We've got Seth, yeah. Kevin. Joel, me, Devin, Toby. We have three cars, a big racing trailer, and a September 2nd leave date now pushed back to September 11th. 2001 yep. is the big moment. Yep. We're going to meet first thing in the morning at my parents' house. Yep. Um, I, you were coming from Charleston, whatever. So it's going to be leaving yep. from Matt's parents' house at 6 a.m. September 11th. See you there, and we'll see you next week. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested. 
through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And And we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always... Happy Happy reading. reading!